Hello. This has been a challenging week for so many of us. And it's not the first challenging week we've had. You know, it's the challenging week after 40 challenging weeks before us. It's been a time that we are continually being presented with shocking, upsetting, distressing things on the societal level, and also, you know, challenging things, upsetting things, upheavals in our personal lives because of the pandemic, because of, you know, things that are going on um, in the national forum about decisions that are, are being made and how people are being impacted by this. So I'm recording this on Friday, January the 8th, 2021. And I just wanted to connect with all of you about navigating times when it feels like the world is falling apart. And in my personal life, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't like to make the work about me, but in my personal life, uh, since just before Christmas, after a year of a lot of stressful events uh, in terms of the, the health and relationships I have in my private sphere, I had some really, really upsetting news um, about uh, a challenge, a really frightful diagnosis that one of my children um, has received. And I've been really sitting with this presence of very personal, uh, like this personal crisis, this personal diagnosis that you know can mean can be a life or death diagnosis and what that means to me as a mother and you know I don't like to make the work about me but I, I but I'm sitting here you know talking about fear and it's important for you to understand you know that fear has been something in a personal form that's been very present for me for for 2020 and certainly kind of culminated, um, you know, on, as 2020 was finishing up, it brought something that is even more um, fearful and distressing into my personal life. So give that context that, you know, I can empathize. I have so much empathy for what all of you are going through, whether it's a health crisis of your own or someone else or a financial crisis. I've certainly been through dire financial crises in my life and lost everything. I understand from the perspective of someone who has been through these things. I also understand as someone who is a survivor of sexual violence and trauma and um, really powerful early adverse childhood events. I understand from that perspective of someone who has walked through these things. I know this is not easy. I know fear is real. I know how fear can just move in with us and paralyze us. And I understand that fear is not something we can deny. We can't just say, oh, fear doesn't exist. Or, you know, it's like, uh, don't be afraid. You know, fear is the victim of success. Or so is it fear is the opposite of success. I, I disagree. I really believe that fear is necessary 
for success, whether it's managing a chronic illness or succeeding in your career choice. I think if we are in relation to fear and understanding the power of fear and why fear is beneficial, then we can work with fear much in the same way that we learn to you know, be in relation to our shadow self as opposed to denying our shadow attributes. To deny our fears really allows them to overtake us because fear will persist until it gets our attention. It, we're, you know, it's just like the shadow. It is the major source of uh, shadow fuel. And in, as long as we pretend we're not afraid or pretend that we can't deal with our fears, that we feel the fears are stronger than us, that it'll persist. It is a teacher. Um, and if you're a Hecatean and you're involved with our beloved goddess, Hecate, that she is phoboros, you know, she is fear. She is the bringer of fear because fear is a teacher. That being said, you know, when fear overtakes our lives, it paralyzes us and we can't solve the problem. And when fear becomes a teacher, you know, we say, oh, I am absolutely terrified of this diagnosis. I do not know what will happen. I could lose the person I am closest to in the whole world because of this situation and acknowledge that fear and the emotions that come with it, shed the tears, get quiet for a few days and acknowledge and honor the fear. And then say, what can I do? Given that the fear is real, that this is a genuine threat, what can I do to make the situation better? How can I transmute the foboros, the fear, into agape, love, the healing energy of love that is active and about doing things in the world, about learning to cope with situations better, about perhaps leaning into Hecate as Anima Mundi, you know, as the soul and turning inward to our soul to see how our soul wishes for us to cope with this catastrophe that we're dealing with. And how do we choose love without robbing fear of its rightful place in our life? I think that is so vital. We see so much of this toxic positivity, this light, white light only business that doesn't acknowledge or give fear the respect that fear deserves. And I think this is underlying why we have so many anxiety disorders in this day and age. There's a lot of other things, but part of it is the addiction to artificial light and positivity, right? This is the problem. Life is fundamentally not designed to only be beautiful, abundant, happy times. That is not what life is. And as long as we persist in that false belief, we'll always be in fear because we'll, most of us, like none of us actually live that way. It's, you know, we learn to be joyful. We learn to be present. We learn to be content in relation to our tragedies, in relation to our fear, in relation to the shadow. And until we say, hey, fear, I see you, I acknowledge you, let's work together to get through this, then fear is just gonna take you over. You know, it's the shadow. And that is a huge fundamental shift 
doesn't happen overnight, but it can happen. And it can be such a beautiful deepening of your understanding of yourself and of each other, because that really comes to one of the, the three uh, values or principles I talk about in the Keeping Your Keys book. I said a coffee cup, a coffee cup on my coffee the other day. Um, so the values that I talk about in the book are kindness, uh, passion and integrity or passion, kindness and integrity within the structure of the book, which focuses on the three cells, the root, heart and crown. So when then we have, uh, you know, we have passion at the root so that we're in energized and enlivened about what we do. And we have kindness at the heart so that our actions towards ourselves and others are kind. Sometimes kind can be very tough. Kind does not mean weak. And then have integrity in our mind and that we work to be right-minded and fair towards ourselves and others as much as possible. So I really recommend, um, you know, studying those lessons and taking, um, taking me up on the challenge to creating more values for you. One of my core values is curiosity and studying the world and learning new things. And that really helps to assuage my own fear is if I, if I learn um, with limits about whatever it is the challenge is and discernment. And, you know, one is the tension of opposites. It, you can be very fearful and also be very loving. And that is really what I believe that the principles I talk about in the book um, help us achieve if we are willing to live them, if we are willing to do uh, the daily meditation in the book, if there's a written form of the meditation, if you go to the Keeping Your Keys SoundCloud and click on the Animera playlist, you'll find um, an audio version um, that you can dive into. I believe there's also on the YouTube channel, a video version of a demonstration of the different hand movements that you can add to deepen the meditation. But the meditation at its core is very simple. I unify my root, my heart, and my crown, my emotions, my actions, and my thoughts. And that is the awakening of the deeper self. We can see it as a serpent. And the serpent within us is so wise, it's so feeling, it understands that fear and love can occupy the same place. And that when they occupy the same place, we need to tip the scales towards love. We need to transmute that fear to love. And in the book, I also have um, an exercise, that's what I call it in the book, on um, how to transmute fear to love using Hecate's epithets. So this exercise, when I wrote this exercise, I'd already tried it out on a course that I was teaching and knew that it was a very powerful experience because I don't um, ever include anything in my books that haven't been tested out by my students because I want to make sure um, that what's been devised and what's been presented is going to achieve um, the outcome that I talk about. It's not just me writing, it's based on evidence, always evidence. Um, so in the, this exercise is feeling the power of the epithets. It's on page 79, if you have your copy of the Cape Your Keys book handy. 
So I it, it present this as an exercise where the student goes through um, loving emotions, kindness, contentment, joy, so on, fear emotions, anger, not the compassionate kind I added, despair, depression, anxiety, loneliness, sadness, and rage. And then we move on, um, and it's really designed to be done over the course of the week, that you're exploring your own emotions, labeling your own emotions, how am I feeling right now, doing those self check-ins that are so uh, important. I'm angry right now. Why am I angry? Oh, I'm feeling really kind of content right now. Why am I feeling content? And doing that journaling so we start to understand our own emotions, our own root. Emotions are situated in the root, the intuition, deep in the belly, you know, the gut feeling, that tingling sensation you get way down low. Um, and then I talk about like how to do this exercise. So I, I mentioned uh, several fear-based epithets of Hecate. Um, Atastelos, which can be translated as wicked. Uh, Nikia, Nightwalker, which was associated with her kind of roaming the, the territory, looking for uh, the unworthy or treacherous victims. Phoboros, which is fearful, which, uh, you know, kind of acknowledges that although Hecate is fierce and often invokes uh, fear in others who are uh, not in her favor, that she also can be fearful. Um, uh, Palominus, which is sufferer, that Hecate can bear our suffering, her darkness, you know, is so vast she can uh, take all of our suffering on as well. Paropnoa, uh, which is fire breather, which can be very fierce in terms of dragon energy. And Scotia, which is gloomy darkness and is associated with the ancient temple of Hecate in Alexandria, and also uh, the goddess and the Egyptian princess, Skoda, who founded, uh, legend says, founded Scotland. So those are underworld energy and represented by the color black in terms of how the exercise is done in the book. I wanted to design the exercise in the book that was something that you could all safely do. Uh, you could explore fear without going into deep because um, we don't want that. We want you, know, to, you to be able to face fear in terms of working with these currents of Hecate that are represented by these epithets, these titles of her that come to us from ancient texts, but not go into deep. Uh, you know, so we can be possessed by fear. So exploring fear in a safe way. And then we move on to some love-based epithets. Um, agleos, pleasing. Eratokos, a bearer of love, sometimes spelled with one T and sometimes spelled with two Ts. Caliste, fairest. Melanoe, soothing. Peonios, healer. And Teletos, patient. Very loving epithets. And for the purpose of the exercise of the book, I situated those in the upper world um, as something we can contemplate with the mind. So fear is something of the belly, moving the energy up to the mind, pulling it into consciousness, love. So you can see fear as a reaction, that gut response, and then moving the energy into the mind where it's like, I can choose love. Um, and then we use white in, that in this version of this uh, exercise. And then there's a text, I say, prepare space in yourself um, as you learned in previous exercises and so on. Um, ask Hecate to let you temporarily feel the energy of your chosen fear-based epithets. 
whatever three you pick from the list. So we start with fear. We want to acknowledge fear. And then we're going to transmute fear through love. So there's a, there's, um, a recitation here. Hail Hecate, guardian. Hail Hecate, guide. Hail Hecate, gatekeeper. Protect me, guide me. Open the gate of understanding. May I feel the power of your epithets. To better know myself and you. Excuse me. And then you chant the epithets um, that you chose, your fear-based epithets, and then you destroy them in a symbolic act. And now we move on to the love. So we repeat the same petition, hail Hecate guardian, hail Hecate guide, hail Hecate gatekeeper, cleanse this space of all the energy of the fear-based epithets, release their powerful, their power from me. And then we repeat the whole process of the ritual with the love-based ones. And then we end by saying, may your love energy remain with me. Thank you for your presence at my working. And then we journal and so on, um, you know, to understand the imagery that came up as we were in presence with the fear epithets. And then as we were in presence with the love epithets. So that is um, the agape phoboros exercise as it's presented in the Keeping Her Keys book. Because I feel this transmutation act of becoming aware of fear and then choosing love is so vital to our functioning, both in our psychological functioning and you know how we conduct ourselves within our relationships, which are so vital um, to our well-being, but also how we connect to Hecate and the deeper world that by understanding fear and acknowledging fear and choosing love, that we ultimately get to a place where we are loving. And even when, you know, we become outraged, for example, um, you know, because our outrage is often a fear reaction, or we become anxious and kind of paralyzed and we're on the couch with a blanket and it's like, we just can't handle the world today. That when we give voice to that, and even if it's just to ourselves, even if we just say, I am so terrified of this, just acknowledge it and overcome that really toxic tendency we have in our society to deny fear and all of its different faces, anger, um, aggression, despair, anxiety, depression, distress, withdrawal and so on. As long as <clears throat> we pretend that those things shouldn't exist, that they don't have a rightful place as teachers in our lives, then we run the risk of being possessed by them and overtaken by them. And we see this, right, in the societal world now. We see horrible marauders, terrorists, invaders who are in the grips of aggression because they were absolutely terrified um, and they were driven to this terror and manipulated, you know, and it was exacerbated. We see this, we see it on the, you know, we see it on the news and it's like, there's no forget, there's no, uh, sorry, there's no accepting what was done, but it, that too can teach us like, oh, look what out of control shadow does, right? Out of control shadow and someone who is a narcissist manipulator, psychopath, we'll take advantage of that. And how many times, even in our personal lives, maybe we've gotten involved in a romantic relationship with someone 
when we were very much in shadow mode and they just took advantage of us, right? They just ate us for all they could. Let's learn from that. Let's not give the attention to the ones who are fear mongers. Let's not approve of the ones who are violent because they're so possessed by fear. The way we change the world is by changing ourselves and under being in relation to our fear, acknowledging it, not seeing it as something that we can't control or something greater than us. When we learn to have our fear instead of our fear having us, then we're choosing love. And you know, it's agape, it's pure love. It's not like airy fairy, let's white light the world, um, you know, let's do away with all conflict. Conflict is part of the energy fabric of the world. And that's why for so many, I believe that Hecate resonates because Hecate is, is a full figure. She is soul. So she has conflict. She has compassion. She has all these things within her as the world soul. And to deny that conflict, anger, fear is part of who we are is to is to just it just leads to like this disasters that we see ourselves in you know on a societal level we've we've experienced it in our own lives you know when we've pretend like I don't want to deal with that I need to be avoidant I need to do this and we're not conscious and becoming into consciousness that is when we are coming into Hecate that is when we are aligning to soul within us and also her as the the, the primal force that fuels the world when we become conscious of our fears, we, they no longer have us, we have them. And that's not to say that you know depression isn't debilitating, that anxiety disorders don't exist. It is saying that these things exist and we can learn to work with them and be in relation to them as opposed to just you know slapping on more medications or pretending they don't exist and, and so on. There is a way that we as soulful creatures, um, you know, perhaps identifying with the archetype of the wit, which as the, so we're something of the deeper world that we can say, oh yes, anxiety, fear, so on has a place in the world. It brings our attention to a matter that needs to be dealt with. And we are so much greater than that. You can find the Agape Foboros uh, meditation, which I highly recommend. Um, people really find it transformative. You can find that on the Keeping Your Keys SoundCloud, again, in the Anamara course, uh, in the Anamara playlist. The lesson is in the book. Read the book, do the 13 lessons of the book. They will fundamentally change your life. If you want to go deeper, we have the official Keeping Your Keys uh, book study group in my school called the Covina Institute. So many lessons there. You can join Covina also to go you know, deeper into your studies. We have many programs of study that you can pursue from you know, working with spirits to uh, going into your own psychology for deeper healing. And we also have live monthly events um, that you can join as well. Our next one on the full moon in January is the full moon wolf lodge where we return to our true wildness, you know, our nature. So that's one of uh, my favorites that come that we do every January. Thank you so much for listening to this special kind of episode. Um, I wish you love, true love. 
that is about passion, kindness, and integrity.